T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents... The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, the uh, the top story right here in Houston, the coaching surge, and now we've had um, some more movement and understanding. This is Ian Rappaport of NFL Network talking about D'Amico and uh, his, uh, his situation with the Texans in their coaching surge. D'Amico Ryans has emerged as maybe the hottest coaching candidate, and we are getting some clarity on his situation. Sources tell me and my colleague Tom Pelissero right over there that D'Amico Ryans has emerged as top candidate for the Houston Texans. His former team obviously was a star linebacker there. So many people thought when he was a player, man, this guy's a head coach, and he is close to being exactly that. From what we understand, Ryans is set to meet with the Texans at some point after this game. Uh, if all goes well, and, you know, you would think that it would, but if all goes well, he could be their next head coach. And, of course, for Houston, it has been a little bit of an odyssey the last couple of years as they're rebuilding on the fly a couple different coaches. This is one of the, as I mentioned, hottest young coaches, bright young coaches, just 38 years old, extremely close to being an NFL head coach. All right, Clint, you hear from Ian there. We know it. There is... Uh, mutual interest uh, from D'Amico Ryans towards the Texans. But I think the big thing there, Clint, is we've learned, we understand all the guys they've interviewed, all the guys they've brought in, they brought in for second interviews. Of all of them, they're saying in this report from Ian Rappaport that D'Amico Ryans has emerged as their top candidate, Clint. That is uh, that is. That is new news right now to understand that's where the Texans want to go. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what could have changed overnight um, in terms of D'Amico Ryans. Is argu- you know, last night was arguably the, the, the most important night uh, or the biggest night in preparation for a Sunday game, getting ready to have a perfect Friday, if you will, um, before a, a, an NFC championship game. And, and so I don't know what the hell could have happened with him and their camp to, to all of a sudden make – make him swing from the guy that the Denver Broncos have zeroed in on to, to the team, the, the guy that um, the, the Texans have zeroed in on, and he and, and you know he's emerged as the top candidate. Um, he's probably the top candidate for anybody that he's outside of Sean Payton that he's interviewed for. Yeah. Um, so, I, look, I don't know how much, how much is there, uh, but I do believe that D'Amico Rines is, is a top candidate for the Texans and, and probably the, the, the Denver Broncos as well. Uh, and and we will find out because Monday is when they can interview these guys for a second time. Him, Jonathan Gannon, and uh, and Shane Steichen. They can interview them all again starting Monday. There's a four or five day window there that's open for them. 
and we'll see how serious this report is. If D'Amico Ryans comes to town Monday or Tuesday and he leaves and they still hadn't made a decision, they're still talking about, well, we're going to wait for Shane Steichen and, well, we're going to wait, we're going to interview. Well, that, well, that can't happen, though. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. no, I, I, strictly to this this particular yeah. report, if that does happen, then this report is is just hogwash, right? Yeah. But But if this report is legit and it's actually stemming from something – and they get D'Amico Ryans in this building, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever it may be, when you get him in the building over here in NRG Stadium, you can't let him leave if this indeed is the case. Yeah, and if he leaves, it has to be on. Because if you're saying he's your guy, and I don't I don't think Tom Pellicero and Ian Rappaport are reporting this without having full uh, knowledge from somebody high up with the Texans that that's actually how they feel. And if he is your top guy, if it, if he leaves, it has to be because he wants to hear Denver out. That has to be. But to me, if I'm Cal McNair, if I'm Hannah McNair, I kind of agree with what with, with John Lopez who said this earlier. I, right now, I don't really care about Nick right now. Those two got to close the deal. Yeah. They got to, if this is your guy and he has interest in you too, which is being reported, you can't let him leave without being the head coach. You can't let him leave. That to me, and and like you said, if they do, they do let him leave. I would hope it's not because oh, we want to hear Jonathan it's not Gannon on their out. Accord, yeah. I would, I want to hear yeah. Jonathan Gannon out one more time. I want to hear Shane Steichen out one more time. If this is your guy, you got to throw it all at him. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree, man. If, if if that's the dude that that you want now, now you you look at what Cal said Wednesday night when he spoke to uh, Landry Locker. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was clear. I mean, they're going to be patient and they're going to get the right guy. What's the timeline to get the right guy? Which I absolutely love. Well, when that guy walks in the room, if if he's that damn good, you better believe that other teams are going to feel that same way. And so, so you better you better put the full court press on him. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. And, and the good thing is, next time we're on air uh, Monday, we'll, we should know a, a, a little something about what uh, the Texans' next step are with with uh, with th- three guys that are still on the table. I, I gotta say, Clint, the, the, I think the, the overall thing with this, and we've said it said it from the jump, the whole process and everything in each way how they've arrived here has made sense, and it's crazy. I know this is crazy, I know this is crazy, but they did stuff that made sense. And they potentially are going to end up with the top candidate, right? And, and and I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. Before they were interviewing all these other people, then they end up with David Cully, or they end up with Lovey Smith. Now they're interviewing all of the people. The process makes sense. They're bringing in people that could be real head yeah. coaches, and now they're zeroing in on somebody who is probably the top candidate outside of Sean Payton. And, and it, it, isn't it funny how how the national narrative, guys like Ian Rappaport and all these guys, how, how they – like he just described what the Texans have done uh, as, as a little bit of an odyssey, hiring two coaches in two years, rebuilding on the fly. He, 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 he very eloquently, positively kind of glossed through what the Texans have done, when in reality it was, it was absolutely dysfunctional, incompetent, embarrassing. But the national – the national folks, because you're doing things right now, the the you know the spin they put on it is unbelievably positive. It's it's wild, man. It's it's uh it's good to see them doing things in in a in, in a competent manner and 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 interviewing the right folks. That's for damn sure. Regardless of where they land. Well, it looks like the Texans are in the right step of potentially getting one of the best uh, young coaching candidates out. 
Big Three at Three, number two. All right, Clint, I know we talked about prop bets, but let's really kind of hone in on these games coming up on, on Sunday as we look to uh, get a Super Bowl matchup. Let's start off in the AFC, a little news there. Patrick Mahomes is off the injury report. Uh, uh, Andy Reid, the head coach, said that he will be full go and will start on Sunday. I don't think anybody... Andy, you Andy, you ain't you ain't telling Houston nothing, Andy. Me, I, I, I told him that. Uh, what was that? Wednesday at about two. Yeah, yeah. When he played in the second half, I think, I think there was a, I think there was a safe bet that he was going to come back. Now I know uh, the Chiefs are a one and a half point favorite as of now. This line has moved so many times in both directions since Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I know you are one who wants the who, who who thinks the Bengals are going to win. I'm curious your reasoning on on. What is it going to take for them to have to get to, to win this game, the Bengals? The Bengals? Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I, I think I think at the end of the day, I think they've got the Chiefs' number. I mean, I I think after watching what they they have been the most impressive, in my opinion, been the most impressive team in the playoffs to this point. What they did in Buffalo and the way that they've been able to overcome their problems on the offensive line, um, I, I think has been awfully impressive. And what they've been able to do on the defensive side of the football has been awfully impressive. And so, I, look, I think this is a coin flip game. I, I just believe that the Bengals are going to come out on top. I, I don't I don't have any, hey, they're better here or worse here. This is why they're going to beat them. I, I think it's going to be a tight ball game. I think it's going to end up being a shootout. I like the Bengals, and and I like the over 48. How do, how do the Chiefs win the game? I know you like the Bengals, but in this I, game, like what, what, yeah. what will it be for the well, Chiefs? Well, I, I think the key to the game for both sides is is about two guys that we've already talked about. I think it's Chris Jones and Max Sharping. I think I think if Max Sharping can can not neutralize because nobody's going to take nobody's going to take Chris him. Jones out of the but but I, but but we've also we've seen we've seen Max Sharping right well maybe it wasn't maybe it was Kenyon Green but we've seen offensive linemen right here in this building just be overwhelmed for four quarters yeah. right we've watched that we've and, seen and, Max and if we're being honest Max Sharping the potential of Max Sharping being overwhelmed and having zero answers. For four quarters with Chris Jones across the ball from him is very, very possible, and and I but I think that I honestly believe that's where that's this nice. game is won or lost. I I believe that if Joe Burrow can sit back there and for the most part uh, have a decent pocket, get the football out on time, and in critical moments Chris Jones doesn't go make a monster play, I think the Bengals win this ball game. If if Max Sharping and this offensive line is banged up for the Bengals can't handle Chris Jones. Then, then I, I, I think I think the Chiefs could win this thing double digits. Yeah, Clint. I, I, to me, I think um, I think the, the the game to me lands on. You've said this for for years since I've known you. The polos on the sideline. Yeah. And in the previous three matchups, uh, the defensive coordinator for the uh, the Bengals has dominated this matchup. He's dominated a Hall of Fame coach, Andy Reid. And knowing that Patrick Mahomes is not a hundred percent, that he like he's not going to be able to, sure. Like sometimes you you know it. Everybody who has watched the the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, they're just sometimes he just makes plays that nobody else can. You could have the right defense called, and he does something with his talent and his instincts and makes plays. You got to believe that's not gonna be. You can't just walk in believing Pat will give us two or three of those a game because yep. you just. He's just going to be limited. I don't care, especially the longer the game goes on with the cold. He's going to be limited. That's why his Hall of Fame head coach, this all-star offensive staff they have with former head coaches and and uh, and, and Eric Bieniemy over there and, and Matt Nagy over there, 
they have to help Mahomes, yeah. and they have to be a difference, and they got to figure out ways where they are not losing the battle against the defense of the Bengals. The Bengals, it's it's weird. Like you look at their roster and their defense, you try to figure out how the hell are they so successful, especially in the second halves and stopping this team. Like they they gave up three points in the second half against the Chiefs uh, in the AFC Championship game last year. Shut them out in the fourth quarter of this game. I think Andy Reid has to help Patrick Mahomes. You've said it. He's got to be a weapon. You've said that before with the Texans yeah. coach. He's got to be a weapon in this game. Well, I, I think you, you make a good point because I, I think there's additional pressure. I mean, those guys, the Kansas City Chiefs staff, they're always a weapon when you relative to the rest of the league. But now all of a sudden, you you've got the the, the pilot of your fighter jet right now is is flying that thing one arm, so to speak. I mean, he is not he is not. I don't care how well he is. I think he'll I think he's going to be fine out of the gate. But he's not going to be a healthy Pat Mahomes. That's to, that's that's tiptoeing down the sideline, doing spin moves and, and at the yeah. two-yard line and falling over the goal line. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. You can't count on that right there. And so I do think it's going to be a little bit more pressure on those guys. But, um, man, I, I just show I just think this thing's going to be a flat-out shoot. Now, I don't know what the score ends up because I don't know if they're going to turn it over, if they're going to bog down in the red zone and get and, and end up end up giving up field goals or if they're going to be able to convert them into touchdowns. But I think these these two teams are going to both race between the twenties. I mean, up and down the field. This ought to, yeah, this ought to be a a good one. That's the the late game on Sunday uh, to see if the uh, either the Chiefs get to their third Super Bowl in five years or the Bengals get to back to back Super Bowls uh, coming up on Sunday. Big three at three, number three. All right, the second or the other game, the early game in the NFC, uh, Niners and Eagles. This is a two and a half point line. Uh, with the Eagles as the favorite here. I think a lot of people are picking uh, the 49ers in this game, uh, of which I'm seeing. Clint, I just I just got to believe Brock Purdy, and I understand who his coach is, but I got to believe Brock Purdy going up against these quarterbacks, like a Jalen Hurts who has played at an MVP level this year, I got to believe at some point that is going to take its toll. Like, at some point, I don't know if Brock Purdy-led offense is going to be able to keep matching the, the, the Eagles. And, and he can't play like he played last week. That 19 points that they, they gave up, and he got helped by a lot of turnovers from, from Dak and Dallas. I just, to me, I think that's going to be the difference in the game is we're going to start to see why he was the last pick of the draft. And I, and him going up and the, and the plays that he makes for his team compared to to Jalen Hurts. I think that's going to be the difference in the game. Ooh, that's tough. Well, I tell you, 8-0, uh, two plus t- two or more touchdowns in seven of those eight games. I mean, Brock Purdy has has been has been lights out. Um, now, the 49ers don't ask him to do the same things that other teams ask their star quarterbacks to do. Um, so we're going to see how much of a star he really is. But let's, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, if this game comes down to – Brock Purdy needing to do well just just needing to do like if this turns into the 49ers offense having to get outside their skin and all of a sudden be no huddle and and try to try to attack vertically and, and all this kind of they're, they're not gonna win the ball game I mean and and, and we it, it, it may look like Brock's Brock's you know his stat line may not be it but they're not they're not wired to be that way I mean you're gonna have Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and and, and Kittle as your as your receivers those guys ain't attacking vertically I mean, that's just not what they do. It's not what they're they're built to do. It's not what they were they were developed to do in San Francisco. And if it, it turns into that, then Brock Purdy's going to have more than being the last pick of the draft stacked against him. You know, I, I think this thing. I believe this game right here. I really believe this game right here comes down to exactly what San Francisco wants it to, 
It's going to be ugly. I, I, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I, I think that ultimately you, it's going to come down to can he make the throws that Jimmy Garoppolo can't make or didn't make. Let's say he can't because Jimmy can make them in the regular season when it doesn't matter. But in the big moments, Jimmy didn't make them. Flat out. That's, that's just the reality of Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to do what they do, stretch the field sideline to sideline, use the screen game, use all these exotic runs, and they're going to get you paying attention to what's going on in the backfield, paying attention to the run, bringing up a de- uh, another defender, and then, boom, they're going to slip a, a, a carry, uh, carry Kittle, well, a Hooper, uh, uh, George Kittle or or, Kittles, or, yeah. or, or, or or one of those down the, down the I, seam yeah. or, or, or over the top, and, and literally you hit it, not only is it points, but now the defense is on their heels the rest of the game, and now you're back to running it and screening it and doing all that. If you don't, then they just squeeze you tighter. And so, can can Purdy make the throws that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't make, and that's why he's getting run up out of town? I think that's the biggest deal. To your point, if it turns into Purdy well, having, I just, to, I just, having to win the ball game, same thing on this side though. Show if this thing turns into if this thing turns into Jalen Hurts having to sit in the pocket and win the ball game from the pocket because they can't run the football. The Eagles' offense is in trouble. Yeah, it's in trouble. But you feel like you got a better chance though with, with Jalen and, and their weapons and Jalen's legs, like you get to, to be able to get out of stuff. I just see Dallas never made, and I don't think Brock has really had to be forced to do this. Dallas has never. Dallas last week never got to a point in the game when they could have, but I think Dak had costly turnovers and they had mistakes to where they took a lead and they went over, they were ahead, especially in the second half, and made made them have to get into yeah. a place where you yeah. know Brock's got to throw. Yeah. And I'm telling you, when you got Fletcher Cox and you got Hargrove and you got Hassan Reddick and you got Barnett and those guys coming with that pass rush, if they know he's got to throw, I don't know how much Brock has had to face that, where he's going up against teams when he knows they have to throw that game. Like that, if they play a game like they played last week, I well, I, I think know. I think he's cracked three hundred once in his eight in his eight games that he's won eight. No, I, I think he's cracked three hundred once. So probably against uh, Seattle in the playoff game, he had a, had a big game, yeah. so a couple. Yeah. Well, I, he just, I mean, it just, at the end of the day, I I just don't know that you know. Again, if if they, if the quarterback has to throw for three hundred and thirty some odd yards. They're either going to squeak that thing out at the end or they're going to get boat raced. That's not the game plan for San Francisco. All right, think about it in your head during the break. How many guys, if, if D'Amico is the head coach, whoever it is going to be, but it looks like they're they're trying to target D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico is a head coach. How many guys would you say is in the selling point of the core, the core guys that he gets to work with, the guys that he is going to be excited to work with? Let's think about that coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. 
Walnuts or, walnuts or cashews? Cashews. cashews. 10 out of 10. Is that why you brought the walnuts in? Or is it because we just disposed? Walnuts. Or I mean, uh, the, uh, the almonds. Almonds. In? I meant almonds or cashews. That's what I meant. Cashews still 10 out of 10, yeah, bro. Each, each time. I, 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 like, pre- I like the almonds. almonds. Almonds are good for you, too. A bit bro. more health care. It was a good good snack. The cashews, boy, that hit, though. That hit. Yeah, you, usually, uh, you know, normal day, boy, I'll show he'll he'll he won't he don't um, he don't fall for the old snacks I got sitting over here. Usually, yeah, got me. After, after, old, after old night out with old tea meal, hell, he'd eat a. And speaking of that night out, uh, t- as I said, uh, one thing we've learned about Tyler Milner is Tyler Milner is the guy that when you go out, everybody's got a friend in the group that just buys shots, just just purchases shots. You never don't know where it's coming from. No, don't ask. Table. Yeah. And Guarantee a good time. And uh, we, we said for people to text in um, uh, just the first name and the city of the person of where they're from. Well, we got a few in. <laughs> My boy, Alan. Coog alum. Shots. He's the guy. My homie since day one, Justin Cherry. Some people didn't send in places. Alan. Perlin. We had a couple Baytown ones roll in here. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got several. We got Trey. Several. Trey from Baytown. That's his guy. Nelson from Katie. Blake, a.k.a. Breezy, from PA, Port Arthur. Blake Breezy from the <laughs> PA, baby. Y'all, y'all see my little brother text in? Was that it? He said, him? this is Sterling. Tyler's my shot guy. Bet, yeah, he is. I bet he is. Oh, oh well. my God, man. Roy, Roy, he's in here. Roy from uh, Channel View. Uh, shout out to you, Roy. Hey, uh, my, my boy, we, we was in Cabo last week. My boy's like, We've been on this boat. We had this boat for five hours, right? And we ain't an hour in, and my boy's like, and he's been trying to be healthier, you know. And Yeah, of course. He's like, hey, no more of this beer, man. No more of this beer. We're taking shots. Let's go quick. Yeah. Man, I bet we took. I bet we took. You're not normally a shot taker. I- I'm not a big shot taker. Well, I'm really, I'm not a big, like, usually the, 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 the caliber tequila that I'm drinking, I, I don't want to rush through. Yeah. yeah I'm being completely see. honest. And the age that I'm at, I don't want to drink. The, I don't want to shoot the cheap stuff. So, but I happen to be with an individual that that uh, I mean, just it, 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 you know, it's high quality, and sometimes you shoot it, sometimes you drink no. it, and it ain't no skin off his back. You just got to run with so it. So I just roll with it. So it was uh, ooh, hey, show, it got ooh, we it yeah. got it got rough. Yeah, as uh, someone on the text line saying, uh, show just appreciate you have a friend like T Mill willing to buy shots. I appreciate it. Sometimes, sometimes Tyler gets aggressive and, and and forces you to have an evening that you weren't planning to have. I don't force anyone to take the shot. I just want it to be available. Oh, Tyler. Tyler oh, I just want it to be available. It's an option. Tyler, your passive-aggressive force is, come on, Tyler, keep, keep, pushing, what? keep pushing the glass to you. Now, I will, I will admit I've never turned it down, but it'll keep Not pushing once. the glass Boy, to you. Boy, you're using the, the phrase, uh, the, 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 force the, 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 would you say passive-aggressive? Yeah, it's a passive-aggressive. Oh, my wife, that's my wife, is, uh, my wife throws that at me from time to time. Just I, know, I know I've messed what? up. But, but look, it's not a negative that, connotation, that. Here's the deal. It's not negative. I Here's just, the deal. T, I hope you don't take offense to this. That means I probably will. There's never been a moment that Tyler walks in and I thought, I bet that guy's a sipper. <laughs> oh, King Dingaling in there. <laughs> That's it. Tyler, right, like, look at Tyler through that glass right now. <laughs> I mean, he looks like if he got out of here at 3.30, which is less than, less than two minutes, 
He could be sitting down there at Twin Peaks with a double in front of him real uh, quick like. The uh, guy is drunk. He can get through it, boy. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to be drunk or His not. His sips but, but are a little teachers. different than others. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> Take your time. Ain't no, ain't, ain't someone, no taking your hey, time for tea. Someone checked in. Screwy Louie from Austin. Must be his, uh, his That's a hell of a name. Guy. Uh, Screwy Louie. Like uh, I've always man. said, though, Clint, if you got them, smoke them. There's yeah, a, man. Yeah, there's, deal with it. There's a few times I've gone out, met with Tyler. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, man, just have a couple of beers and Ooh. shut it on in, roll it in. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. You arrive and Tyler's it, got Tyler's got a glass that has a lime on it. And you know what time? There's it is. a good, my decision of like I'm gonna go have a couple of drinks with Tyler after after uh, work. I mean, it could turn into a very expensive night because I'd probably have to get a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> to leave your car instead of drive, leave my car, back. Uber to a hotel room is two hundred dollars a night. Oh man! Well, God, uh, hey, you'll hey. wake up knowing you had a hell of a night. A hell of a night, and, and I wake up safe, Bob. Yeah, maybe a little bit of a headache, but you had a hell of a night. Small one, small one, yeah, small one. Yeah, I, I, I walked into. This. Boy, I was tired. <laughs> yeah, when I came in, figure that man. I didn't want to wake up. He said that was good. I think it was them shots that got me. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. Bet it's it every was. time. All right, it looks like D'Amico Ryan's is who they're zoning in on, Clint. And I, 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 I want to know from you and the and the folks. I'm gonna throw out some names. Like there's 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 got to be a, a selling point, a core group of guys in which, when they're doing interviews and when you are a coach, you're looking at all right, what do they have there? I understand the draft capital, understand the ability to spend in free agency, the money, but what do the Texans have? There, I, I I look at this and tell me if you think I'm wrong. Guys that are real selling points, Clint Damian Pierce, he's, he's a real selling point. Yes, right? uh, Jalen Petrie. Yes, Derek Stingley. Yes, uh, Christian Harris. Uh, You're not ready to put him in that. I group ain't ready yet? there. I like okay. him a lot, but I'm not ready. Yeah. To, I'm not ready to, to to be the selling point. I think I think he could. I think he could get D'Amico I, going with what D'Amico likes to do. I, I think he could potentially at least the skill set. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you though. I'm gonna tell you though. Show here's the deal. The, the concern there is you talk about with Christian. With Harris. Christian Harris, he's he's small, man. Yeah, he's smaller than Fred Warner and Greenlaw. I, I've seen a lot of people thought of ooh what he could do with Christian Harris when they see. Yeah. Fred Warner and, and Greenlaw. He, Greenlaw's he, a good one though, because I, I know Greenlaw was an Arkansas kid. I I know him. I know him well. Uh, played ball at Fayetteville High, right there by the university, and then went to Arkansas. And he was a safety in high school and moved moved to linebacker in college. Um, so he is, but he's built different than what Christian Harris is. Christian Harris, you look at him and you go, yeah, okay. When he walks in the room, you're like, you know, okay, now I can see where he played corner in high school, played some safety, yeah. and was moved to linebacker. Dre Greenlaw looks like a full out all out linebacker when you when you walk into him. You know what I mean? So um I like Christian Harris a lot. I don't know that he's gonna move the needle for me if I'm an incoming head coach to where I'm like, yeah, I got I can't wait to get my I hands on him. I think he's at least dude. intriguing to Demico. Fair, fair to Demico. Fair. Tunzel obviously in that Tunzel's definitely in it for me, man. Yeah. I when when you look at the bookend tackles here, um, Hello. <laughs> you, you look, the bookend tackles on the offensive side of the football, they're there for me. So Titus too. To see for me, right. I don't know about Titus. Like I don't know if I'm thinking like one, I wonder how long is he gonna be here. Like they picked up the fifth year option now after this year, they gotta sign him to a, a longer term deal. Yeah. Is Titus like so you think Titus is is in that group as oh, somebody yeah. that's yeah. selling points? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, I I think I mean I, I think when you when you meet with uh, D'Amico or or the 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 candidates, I mean and you start talking personnel if you do get to that point. Yeah, I, I think it's a hey, Laramie Tunsil is is one of one of the best tackles in the ball in, in the game in the NFL. You got him at left tackle. We got we got uh, uh, Titus Howard under contract one more year at right tackle. We've got the the ability to extend him at any point in time if we so choose. We drafted him. We developed him. 
and here's the deal is is we feel we feel not we're not overconfident. We're not he's a lock if you don't re up on Laramie Tunsil, but we feel like we've got options. If Laramie Tunsil wants to go elsewhere, yeah. then Titus Howard is I think he's I think he would be an above average left tackle in the league. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna say he's a pro all pro. I'm not going to say he's a pro bowler, but I, I believe he'd be above average. I just, my thing is, well, you, are you willing to commit? And maybe you watch what he does this year if you're D'Amico no. or whatever, and you say, yeah, we want to commit. In a perfect world, you just re-up him as a, as a you know, hey, you want to stay in Houston, got, just yeah. get a, get a, a mutual deal and, and get it done, and then he turns into an all-world left tackle for four years yeah. before he gets that third contract. Yeah. Jonathan Grenard, you put him in this group? Nope. I know that hurts you because he was. He, he, he's gonna I, win you no, somebody. it doesn't hurt me. It, it's an honest thing. It's it's very fair. I just don't. I just don't know what with him. Like the injury thing is just so it's hard to sell because he's so injured. But when he yeah. plays, it's impressive. Like you can see. Like I don't know, saying he's great, but when he plays, like you're like, okay, that that guy. I mean, that guy gets eight think, sacks in ten games. I, I, I wish we could put these in tiers. Show because yeah. he would be a second tier. Harris would be a second tier guy for me, and Grenard would be a second tier guy for me. You would line them up in the same. Yep. What about Nico Collins? Yep. Ooh, he's flirting with the second second yeah. tier. He may even be third. Yeah, because you're. I not, mean, that's me, not even a name me, you're selling. That's not to even me. A name Nico's you're in there. Nico's in there with, like, you know the and and obviously they're not the same, but like the Brevin Jordans, the yeah, the, you know the really the, oh. Yeah, yeah, really. I gotta give him a, I gotta give him a level ahead of Brevin Jordan. Well, yeah, I mean I, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, 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 mean, I get I think, you. I, I get what you're saying, but there's just I can't just like I'm not even gonna talk about Nico in a meeting. That's what I'm saying. You're I'm not, not gonna talk not about Brevin Jordan. Up. You're not even like that's, right. right. You're I, like you, you want to easily replace him. We can do this. if you say you sit down and say, hey, look, here's what we got on offense. Right, yeah. we got a running back, and we got we got a running back, and we got two tackles. We got running back and two tackles. Uh, other than that, I mean, that, that's that's my top tier right there. Yeah. I mean, other than that, you know, we we got some dudes we think pretty highly of. We got a first round guard. You got to do some work, you know. That, yeah. So I mean, to me, that's that's where you at on the offensive I, side. Yeah, of the ball. that's fair. I I can see I can see Nico in that. We got work like Ooh. like Kenyon Green. All right. Um, something else to look at over the weekend with now the recent news with D'Amico Ryan's something to pay attention to and. I got a quarterback question. I got a Brock Purdy question for uh, for Clint coming up here on the other side as we continue right here on The Drive on this beautiful Friday. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's right. Shout out to Figgy last night. I was a little upset. I talked to Figgy after we left the, uh, the awards, the Houston Sports Awards. You know, he slid in and... <clears throat> Found a pop up, a Bum B's Trill Burgers. Hot. Found a oh 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 of afterwards. Afterwards, when he left, he said there was a pop up. You you already said that, Tyler. I think it was actually in the the fan zone he at said the it was awards. In the fan zone. Oh, yeah. I was hot. I didn't know that. I've been trying to try them burgers. And they, you know, until he opens up his store, always opens up. He said that was I mean, amazing. So, so what'd you do? What'd you do? Lean into Figgy about not telling you about it? Is that I didn't what lean into was? him. I'm just like, I'm like, dang. I would have liked to know, huh? You should have texted somebody out here because you could, you know, you can't go and just pick them up. He just does pop ups around. That's how you got to get them. I've been wanting to try. Well, that's what you get for having. That's what you get for scurrying off all the damn time. He had scurried before I did. He said they were delicious. Well, he said he had a choice. He said it was that Trill Burger or walking into that award ceremony, and he went Trill Burger. Went Trill Burger. (laughs) Nice. I'd have gone. I'd have have gone to that Trill Burger. I want to try that bad. Bumby, if you're listening. 
don't you uh, don't you pop up? Let, let, let us know. Can we can we get a couple of them trill burgers? You ain't had one, have you? I have not had one. You yet. seem like the son of a gun that'll sneak off and and have slid into one. Get us some I'm of them buns, I'm, bun. I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, boy. He's definitely not. If that's if that's how you're gonna address <laughs> my man, what hamburger buns? You get it? Buns, my, get us some of those buns, bun. Give me your buns, bun. Do you See, know how? That's why we get made fun of, Tyler. Do you know how? Gracious? That's why we get made fun of, Tyler. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You That's know how it. gracious he would be in front of Bernard Bun B. Oh, how are you? I've been, I've been a fan. I've been a fan of yours for a no. long time, Mr. Mr. B. He'd walk in that door right there. Oh, yeah, brought us some buns, huh, Bun? <laughs> Thanks for the buns, Bun. He'd have he'd have a tray of shots for him. Uh, That's for damn point. sure. All right, I, I just want to say this. I think Texans fans should really think about this. You know, for the Texans' sake, I hope the 49ers lose on Sunday. I really do, because if this D'Amico Ryan's thing is a serious situation, like, listen, I you know, you root for him. I know he wants to win a championship, but, and his guys do, but for the Texans, I think it's better if they lose. Because the Texans, hey, they got to they gotta find out who their quarterback's going to be. He's got to put together a staff. I'm not saying he hadn't thought that through yet, but. You know, you know, just different coaches out there, man. You, you know, these guys ain't gonna just keep waiting. You know, if they got a chance to get a job, we're seeing jobs getting filled around. He's got to put a staff together. You want to find who the OC is, Clint, so we can have real conversation on who's gonna be the quarterback and what kind of quarterback would fit because the starting quarterback, whether it's a veteran or in the draft, ain't here yet. So they need to get that going. If they win Sunday, that's another two weeks, Clint. Another two weeks plus. That he is focusing probably, what did you say, 18, 19, 20 hours of his focus will be on the Super Bowl for two weeks. You meet with him. If they lose, you can get him in here, hopefully get him hired, have the press conference, whatever, and then bam, he and his staff are in here now and your offseason officially starts, right? Your offseason can't start if you know who the damn coach is or the staff is or the schemes or, or what it is is going to be. I think it is. I think it's as vital for the Texans to get that in as quick as possible. So, 49ers. Yeah, I mean, lose. look, if if you are really gassed up about this Ian Rapport, uh, uh you know, report about him being the front runner and and something's changed over the last 24 hours that made that uh report worthy, then hell yeah. I mean, if that's where Nick and, and Cal are and you bet you better believe it it'd be good to get a a week's head start on on um you know, on whoever Denver hires and and whoever, um, you know, who, whoever Frank Reich ends up hiring, which I would imagine he, there's probably some familiar faces that, to him that he would hire there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I think a big part, I've said this from jump, if you hire a defensive-minded head coach, I, I'm, I am not, not going to let myself get too excited about it until I know who's handling the offensive yes. side of the football, period. It, it, that's just where it's at. And, and I – Maybe it's because I'm an old quarterback, but if you hire an offensive-minded quarterback, I mean, an offensive-minded head coach, I ain't real worried about the defense. They're going to figure that out. Offensively, different animal for me. So, um, yeah, the sooner you can make that move, the better so, so D'Amico can start putting his staff yeah. together if he is the dude. Because the Texans, there's no clue of, of right now what, what, what the scheme is. There's no clue of what kind of quarterback fits yeah. what they want. And, you know, they th- that conversation, I'm sure in two yeah in three weeks is that a big of a deal, but – yeah, that feels like this group needs to have that. Yeah, well, I, look, I, show. I, I, I think that's a, and I've said this before. I, I think that's a big reason why this job is so, so sexy. Is like, yeah, we, we, and and I, and I don't, I don't back off of anything that I said about 
drafting Derek Stingley at number three and then and then playing him out of scheme for the majority of his first year in the league, the time when he wasn't hurt, could end up being a, a bad pick. But it beats the hell out of them drafting a guy that fits in a, in a Lovey Smith cover two scheme and then bringing somebody in here that's a straight pressure guy. Now you're stuck with a corner that can't play man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, that that extreme negative, whether you're talking about Nick Casario or you're talking about how Lovey Smith, why Lovey Smith, a veteran defensive coordinator, would do that, I have no idea, by, by the way. But, you know, th- that negative, which is which I think is a fair, justified negative, all of a sudden turns into a positive of, of like, hey, whatever system you bring in here, this dude's going to be able to play. And, and And most importantly, when you put him on an island, we know damn good and well that's what he does best. That's why he was a top five pick. So and that's just one example with one yeah. player. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think there's no, you know, you don't have a quarterback here. Like Arizona, you got to figure out whoever takes that gig, it ain't do whatever you want on offense. No. Yeah. You you got to figure out what the hell you're going to do with, with a $240 million. You know what the piece is. Yes. You know, here. Yeah. Like, you need whoever is going to be the offense. Because the quarterback thing is 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 a huge deal. And this and the scheme. You yep. need to know who's running the scheme to work with D'Amico and Nick to figure out what the quarterback situ- situation is going to be. And not just that with the draft. If someone just texted in on the trailer, Will and Frame text line, if the 49ers win, uh, couldn't they meet with him and, and announce, you know, before the Super Bowl? Yeah, they could, but he's not, he's not going to be able to work, though. He's not going to be all in with the Texans offseason. Yeah. He's going to be for another a couple of weeks all in with his job, which he should be with the Niners. And, you know, you would hope that he's got a staff in place by then, but you know, you just never know with that thing. If they, if they somehow sees their season ends then you know, it's, it's, it's full on. If he's the guy full on all about the Texans. So yep, yep, that, yep. that's one of what speaking about his team, his game, you think Brock Purdy has done enough to, to keep this job? moving forward after this year over Trey Lance? Absolutely. Like, you think for you going into next year, it's, it's like this is this is a Brock Purdy show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, he's 8-0, man. I mean, he's thrown two or more touchdowns in seven of those eight games. Uh, to, to date, to as of right now, he's made the big plays when they've presented themselves. Um, you know, the big throws. And, and I'm sure – I hadn't watched every bit of his film. I'm sure there's throws he's missed as well. But uh, I think for the most part – it is hard. It is it, what he's done is very, very, very difficult. It doesn't matter the scheme that he's in and 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 what, you know. I I think it's going. I think it's going to be hard to upseat uh, Brock Purdy. Now, there's there's clearly Trey Lance has a higher ceiling, um, but Brock Purdy right now is to me has done enough to be the the guy. And, and I think they should try to move Trey Lance. Here, here's the, here's the thing with Trey Lance is like, if he weren't a project, like if he weren't like. The little bit of, of of football that we've seen him play in the NFL, like it's going, there's going to be some growing pains, like some significant growing pains where you're not going to be able to make a deep run in the playoffs for a couple of years. Like it, there's going to be some serious growing pains. Now, are you willing to take those that year or the two years to where you got to get him through, you know, get him through those rough stretches to be you don't to have a higher? You don't think Kyle can pull that off? You don't think no. Kyle can? I mean, because I mean, it's, it sounds like a similar thing with with Lamar. And they, you know, they still made the playoffs early with him, but you don't, you don't think Kyle can play? Yeah, I mean, especially show. Here's here's the other thing though: is their style of play, like, like you've you have abs in in that in in what Shanahan's doing, 
at least how this, at least how Kyle Shanahan has built the 49ers right now. I'm not talking about all the Shanahan or the Kubiak tree or, or the McVay. I'm talking about what what they have going on in San Francisco. Like you've you have you have to be on time, on schedule, and accurate within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. You have to. You flat out have to be, right? You you can't. They 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 cannot take a guy that is late on the little Y option routes and 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 inaccurate on the screens to Christian McCaffrey and the swing routes to 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 um, to Debo Samuel. They can't they can't say, well, we'll deal with that so that we get, you know, the one or two just monster throws every four games. Right? Like I like I just or the 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 extra athlete at quarterback, you know, two years from now. Like I, I just don't know how you make that decision, man. Yeah, um, I, I, see I just you know, I, I think he is – he's been good. He's been good. He's not. He's done more than just not hurt him, right? He right. Had to, he's made some plays, and, and he has been a big part of it. I just – when I look at it, I just don't know if it's been so, yo, this dude has been so good that the kid that Kyle obviously saw something that got yeah. him going to trade three first-round picks to go up and get him. He's been so good that man, we got to move on. I, I, I like to me where I am. I feel like Brock, thus far, has been good enough to be a to to make it a real quarterback competition yeah. going into next year. Because I mean, they they gave him the keys. I mean, Trey Lance, and he broke his ankle in the first quarter of you know of yep. the game, and 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 so I, it's not like we've watched him just struggle and struggle and struggle. But man, they went up there. They went up there to go get him. They bypassed Justin Fields, bypassed Mac Jones, and many people thought that's yep. who they were. They were into. I just, boy, I don't know. And and now, honest to God, the NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl, Brock Purdy could turn in performances where it's just like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> yeah. I, I got, but no doubt. But up to this point, I mean, it's, Kyle obviously saw something and was ready to shift something. Yeah, with this to go up again because he's unlike anybody he's had, right? He's unlike Jimmy, unlike any. I guess well, RG three maybe he had him in Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe that's, that's good, what that's he, point. That's what he was envisioning to yeah. try. I just boy, he saw something and to 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 cut it right now. I don't know if Brock has put together performance yeah. where it's well, just I, like I'm out the, after giving up that. You know the the other part of that too. Show I think he, you know he's won eight games. Five of them were versus yes. in it, were versus playoff teams. Um, seven of the eighty through two or more touchdowns. Um, he's he's thirteen to three interceptions. I don't count the fourth interception because it was in mop up duty early in the season before he was a starter. As a starter, he's thirteen touchdowns, three interceptions. I just don't know how you get more out of, out of this particular team. You, you could definitely have a higher ceiling quarterback, which, by the way, I like. The more I watch him, the, the more I'm blown away with like, how did this dude? How was this dude the last dude drafted? Well, that, well, like, yeah, now that's he's no, more talented than he get than he gets credit. He's for. more talented than Davis Mills, and Davis oh, Mills no is question. in the third round. You know, I'm just saying, yep. and I'm just using somebody that I know the audience knows. Yeah, like Davis in the third round, he's like he's far more talented. It's not just because he's coached by Kyle. No, no, no. Like, like he he's doing things. Some of the throws that he makes, like like they throw a lot of, um, you know, like I can't even remember what the hell we called him, but it's like it's like a it's like a corner route from a slot receiver. But when he goes to the corner, he shuts it down and it turns into like a a corner curl type deal where he just curls right right up and he throw it right at the at his back. I mean, he throws he threw. 
He converted two, thir- like third and 16 or third and 18 and threw that at 19 or 20 yards deep. Like, you, I don't know that you – I mean, that's a big arm. I mean, he's not a, he's not a big arm. Like, he's not obviously a Josh Allen or, or Pat Mahomes arm. But, like, you can't be a popcorn arm and make that throw on third and 18. And he did it. He, he did it two or three times in last week's game. And so, I'll just look at that and I'm like, damn, this, this kid's got a stronger arm than you think. And then all of a sudden, you know, he rolls and he, and he kind of off-platform drops the arm slot. You're like, and it comes out hot and, and, it, and it's accurate. You're like, damn, he's got a better, he's better arm talent than you think, right? But I see what you're saying because there is, there are throws, even some of them that he makes in crunch time are, were underthrows, kind of like Dax to C.D. Lamb last week, Yeah, you know? Um, so that there's a ceiling like there. It, but, it, it would be different if they didn't give up so much to go get Trey Lance yeah, and they didn't yeah. see, like it was, and it was Kyle made the move. Right. So, it, you know, this is a new person coming in. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. I think a lot of people have said that, like, boy, it's his show. I just, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what Kyle thinks. It's going to be in one more interesting year with a quarterback. Yeah. Hell, the whole deal now because Jimmy's still there too, bro. Jimmy's still there. <laughs> we know he ain't gonna That's right. All yeah. right, we got an NFL Hall of Famer joining us. Uh, and the Texans have a new front runner for their uh, open head coach position, according to uh, the big wigs in the reporting world. And so we will see what that Hall of Famer Thinks about that report and what's going on with the Texans as we speak. That's all next right here on Sports Radio 610. Hey, hey, hey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 